This is the weekly sales meeting for August 21st, 2022. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or just go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic is confidence, and I'm going to tell you the story of the confidence of an old school waiter. The year was 1977. At 49th and 3rd Avenue in New York, restaurateurs Alan Stillman and Ben Benson created an old-school steakhouse. Stillman and Benson had been college friends from Bucknell. They'd hit it big with TGI Fridays. Twelve years later, at the location once occupied by Manny Wolf's Steakhouse, Smith and Walensky was born. Truth is, there was not a Mr. Smith or a Mr. Walensky. Legend has it Stillman selected those names at random out of the Greater New York City phone book, and their first names were also fictitious. Charlie and Ralph were the names of Mr. Stillman's dogs. Since that day, the restaurant has grown into an international brand. Headquartered in Boston, Massachusetts, these restaurants are distinct with their green and white painted exteriors. The other distinction for these restaurants is the professional waitstaff. Attentive to your every need, I used to frequent the one in Las Vegas. Before the pandemic, it existed as a three-story building. It was near city center on the Las Vegas Strip. There were some excellent servers at this location. One such gentleman had been there more than 20 years at that same location. He was from New Jersey and carried a thick New York area accent. Whether that was for show or not didn't matter. He knew his menu. He knew his product. He did not ask you what you wanted. He told you what you were having. He would ask basic questions to understand your needs and then tell you in his signature method. He would say, with his thick New York accent, here's what you do. We're going to do the Caprice appetizer. It's big enough for two. Then you get a meat, cooked, medium rare. Anything else is sacrilege. Then you order two sides. You must have the mac and cheese and the mushrooms, and you're done. He always ended everything with, and you're done. It invited no more discussion, no objection. The final word was his. In the late 2000s, I had gone to this location two or three years in a row. The first time, by sheer luck, I got my now favorite. And in the following years, I would ask for him by name. He was that good. It was a show, but it was an event. He assessed the situation and then told me what to do to have a wonderful experience. Oddly enough, I can't remember his name to save my life, but I remember the experience with vivid clarity. I was reminded of this story in a conversation with a friend about selling his product. He has a specialty product that fills a particular niche. It has mass reach, but precision impact. Not everyone is going to be his customer, but the ones that will, he needed to tell them how to use it properly. The expert in this situation was my friend, not the buyer. But most, especially those that buy advertising, believe they are the experts. They are the experts because they consume it, not because they know how it works. We do not do that with any other service. We do not tell the doctor we know more than he or she does because we did not go to medical school. We do not tell the auto mechanic what is wrong with the car because we cannot do the diagnosis. But often we cede control of the marketing conversation to people who do not know how it works. Why don't we sell that way? Because we were all raised to be polite. Because we do not have the confidence in our own product to recommend it with that same conviction. Or we fear rejection as we've been selling a voluntary buy. Meanwhile, those sitting at a table in a restaurant have already declared they are buyers. They showed up for food. Chances are they want food. They are motivated by hunger. But this method could work if we practiced it and perfected it. If we had the courage of our convictions to recommend proper solutions telling our prospects and customers the proper way to use our products, one that would generate the results they are looking for, and the courage to pass on those who are unwilling to order it the way it works best. I will do this with RFPs. When I get a request for proposal from anyone, I cringe. 
I know most are written without understanding how my product or service works. I will read them, but then I ignore them. I will then proceed to tell the prospective buyer the best way to use my product. Not only will this be the successful way to use it, but it will have the peer-validated data to back up the claim. We know what works and what does not work. We also know why. When we have people wanting to do something that does not have a chance of producing the results they are expecting, we have the obligation to warn them about this impending failure. Many of us, especially those who sell a voluntary purchase, are reluctant to tell the truth about what it takes to have success. We need to sell with the confidence of my old school waiter. We need to ask our questions so we can diagnose the problem, but then recommend what to do in a manner that both shows we know how to solve the problem and gives the buyer the confidence to buy from us. This direct approach instills a belief in your buyer. We are not hemming and hawing about what to do. It is a definitive approach that is delivered with confidence and certainty. We have the courage of our convictions. We know beyond the shadow of a doubt that our method is the best method for making an impact. What we are telling is the truth. We can say, here's what you do. And when we are finished with our prescribed solution, we can say, and you're done. Take a breath and wait for the customer to say, yes. You can find more advice like this in my book, Yes, I'm a Salesman, You Can Be Too. You can order yours on Amazon.com. I also have a new book on leadership called You Can't Lead from the Back of the Room. It's also available on Amazon. You can go to cdmediaconsulting.com and order them right now.